Welcome to Presence Practice. I'm Tim. And I'm Heather. In this podcast, we hope to give you some practical ways to experience the presence of God. And to give you some spiritual disciplines to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. We invite you to come and learn with us as we experiment and try on different ways to connect with our Creator. We're so excited you've joined us, and we hope that this will encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Welcome and good morning to Point Community Church. My name is Heather. I'm on the ministry board here. And today we are talking about a very important topic that you probably have seen floating around social media a lot, uh, but that is mental health and specifically anxiety and how that's been affecting not only our church, but just our country. And so um, I get the pleasure today to be joined by two experts in the field. We have Ming Perillo and we have Vanita Welcome with us this morning. And so I thought it'd be really cool as we were sort of prepping for this Sunday to really hear from them about what they're experiencing and what they're kind of going through with their clients and what they're seeing and just hear about their expertise. So before we continue, I want to give them a chance to really uh, introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about who they are, what their role is, and I don't know who wants to go first. Oh, so man. Vanita. <laughs> Vanita, go first. Did it again. Um, <clears throat> as Heather said, my name is Vanita Welcome, and I have been a therapist now for about 15 years. I am the founder of Christian Wellness Center of New Jersey, which is located right here in Somerset. Um, and I, my, in my other life, if you want to call another life, was that I was a system analyst and it's called Verizon now, which was 9X. And I was there for maybe about 20 years. Wow. For those who were programming, I, I would program in COBOL. So that just shows you how old that was. <laughs> wow. Oh <my> gosh. <laughs> so, and so here I am now um, and happy to be a part of this panel. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Ming? Oh. Yes, I'm Ming Perello, and uh, I've been in counseling for 12 years, and Vanita and I actually went to the same grad school. That's, That's really cool. A very exciting thing when we found out about that. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, I currently uh, am an in-house counselor for a missions organization, though my clients are missionaries. And so previously <clears throat> to becoming a counselor, uh, my husband, Tony, and I were overseas missionaries. So that's kind of how we had that missionary connection. And it's been uh, really a privilege of me to kind of combine the two worlds, my love mm -hmm. for missions and my love for helping people in mental health. Well, that's, that's what I do. That's great. That's exciting. All right. Well, I'm excited to dive into our topic today. So um, as we kind of talked about before, you know, um, I think the goal, some of the goals for today are to just bring some awareness of the symptoms of anxiety um, and to offer some coping skills to, to help people who may be struggling with anxiety, right? And so, um, yeah, so again, we wanna talk about what is anxiety. And so I think maybe it would be helpful for you guys to kind of start by breaking down what is anxiety. I don't know, again, who wants to go first, but Go ahead. Anxiety is just a feeling of being um, worried and nervous. Um, it's, it's about some event that's about to happen or, or an uncertain, you have an uncertain outcome. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more internal. Um, and it can seem vague in the 
because you're not sure what the symptoms are. Right. And I often tell, tell people that it's really about future. It's, it's a future thinking and right. it's your what ifs. And if you start thinking about what ifs, then all of a sudden you feel like you're losing control because you don't know what the future holds. Only God knows that. Right. But we, we propel, we push ourselves into the future and that creates anxiety within us. Right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And definitely the sense of like a common feeling is that losing control mm. or like something bad is going to happen. And, you know, I know that really is such a common uh, phenomenon that even if you were not an anxious person, you will right. probably at least experience anxiety, you know, sometime in the day or sometime of the week. Right. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Especially with, I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news, right. Or go on social media now and, and it could be just causing you anxiety like crazy. Um, we had looked up a couple articles uh, just to talk through, kind of to see what's out there and who's talking about anxiety right now. And I wanted to point out, I thought it was interesting that the CDC had put out an article about how to cope with stress and anxiety. And one of the, um, one of the, the recommendations aside from all the, you know, eating well and sleeping and exercise was to um, reach out to and be a part of, you know, your faith community. I thought that was pretty interesting considering that we're, you know, talking from our church right now as a faith community. So I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that, but I'm sure we'll get into some of that later as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, yeah, what does the Bible really even say about anxiety? Well, yeah, I, I really like what Pastor Tim said often that he loves it when science catches up to the Bible. Right. And really, you know, anxiety is like we talked about already. It's such a big buzzword now in our culture. Right. And certainly with COVID, you know, it's it's unavoidable. But uh, anxiety exists in the Bible. You yeah. know, Paul experienced anxiety and we're a lot of us are familiar with Philippians 4, 5 and 6, where He's exhorting us to, to not be anxious, but to give everything to the Lord. Right. But uh, he himself had experienced anxiety. But I think there's also a lot of verses in the Bible that talks about God's care for us. Mm. And so the fact that we're anxious, because in a way that's part of our makeup, you know, it's part of our fight and flight or freeze. Mm -hmm. You know, if something were to happen to us, we, you know, it, in some ways it's appropriate to be anxious. You know, if, mm -hmm. if, if you have a, a lion that's coming towards you, you want to get ready to run. Right. And so it's something that God has built in, but we could maybe uh, put that in an overdrive where we become overly anxious over a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And Vanita, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think I think Ming was right um, when she just said that, and we and we tend to not recognize um, what what the Bible says about it, right. and and so yeah, same thing. It's just yeah. that, that we will anxieties exist here and has right. always existed, right. Yeah. And I think when we were even prepping for this, we talked through the idea of like the fact that we're living in the fallen world, we can't just get rid of the anxiety, but rather, you know, we have to actually recognize what it is and learn how to cope with it and just recognize that the goal is not to get rid of it because that's not going to happen in this lifetime, right? Until the right. kingdom comes. So 
Um, so then what are some, some physical symptoms or just any kind of symptoms of anxiety um, practically? The symptoms? Yeah. Um, so the physical symptoms can be just pressure, mm -hmm. feel pressure in the chest, um, racing thoughts. Oftentimes people say they can't breathe. Yeah. They, they, um, they're short of breath. Mm -hmm. um, tension, just so much tension in the body. Yeah. And then also we have to look at some of the emotions that will come out of it, you know, like the anger, you know, um, feeling sad, you're feeling depressed and not knowing why, mm. you know, things like that. Yeah. How about you, me? Yeah. There's also uh, the mental uh, effect of it, you know, like if you find that yourself, that you're not thinking straight or mm -hmm. you're losing concentration, you, you know, you can't remember. Uh, chances are that maybe, you know, you're, you're anxious mm -hmm. um, or even relationally, you know, normally you're maybe a lot more relaxed around people. And now all of a sudden you're, you know, becoming very tense and mm. you worry about, you know, if that person will like you, or if you said the wrong thing, you know, you, you're probably under some type of, you know, anxiety um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and just the way you behave, you know, like yeah. you're, again, not being able to relax. And I think spiritually, you know, I think, well, we have that, um, there's, there's definitely an impact on us spiritually that you might feel spiritually dark. And yeah. there definitely is a sense of a spiritual factor because we do live, uh, you know, there is spiritual warfare going on, but we need to be careful not to kind of over attribute or under attribute that it's just a spiritual mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. right um it is you know it's everything that we talked about it's it's physical it's emotional it's spiritual it's mental behavioral mm -hmm. relational yeah can, can i just add one thing it, with the emotional part you know oftentimes we don't we can't recognize it and mm -hmm. so what i usually recommend to my clients is to to google the emotional wheel Mm. And looking at that emotional wheel, you're able then to see that it's, it, it may come out that you're angry and you don't know why or whatever. But if you look at the emotional wheel, it gives you so many different emotions. And then you'll be able to pinpoint exactly what you're feeling. Right. And I often tell, and I tell them that once you could get down to that place is pray to God, pray on that emotion to the Lord. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and I, I think I hear you also saying that your emotions can some kind of sometimes come out differently than what you're actually feeling right. or what's actually deep down in there. So you could be like displaying anger, right? But it could be caused by something else. had mentioned before, I kind of want you to talk about it again, um, this idea of grief, you know, and even grief um, because of the pandemic and because of the loss of, um, you know, our daily schedules that we had before. I thought that was such a great point. I can you speak to that a little bit? I think we were talking a little bit about what might cause anxiety. 
Right. And certainly loss is, is a big, you know, the big thing. Yeah. Uh, it could be a personal loss, um, you know, whether it's a job or mm -hmm. losing family and friends over COVID. Right. Um, losing a routine, you know, not yeah. having the same routine that you normally have. All of a sudden you have children to take care of or you're working from home. Uh, so those losses, um, you know, just having time to yourself or yeah. coffee time. I mean, I love going out for coffee and I can't, you know, when I couldn't do that, there was a, it was a, a big loss. Yeah. Um, so I think things like that could actually makes us anxious mm -hmm. and, and any significant changes in your life. Mm -hmm. um, if you're suffering something that's chronic yeah. or you have accumulated stress, whereas one thing happens and another, you know, you get into a car accident and then right. you know, your, your, your refrigerator breaks down. And so all that kind of adds to uh, creating anxiety. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ming, before you had mentioned also, because I think this ties back to the pandemic and some of the issues that we could be facing relationally because of the anxiety. So do you guys find, or, or do you anticipate that you're going to find in the future of your counseling, people who are having a hard time connecting again, relationally, or even having some social anxiety where they don't want to be around people or they want to, but they're afraid, right. Or mm -hmm. there's this hesitation. I don't know if you can speak to that. And I'm, and I'm seeing that already, you know, yeah. as, people get the vaccine and everything, they still are hesitant about being around people, you know, um, even those like Ming who is, who's an extrovert, you know, extroverts like people, you know, and so, and I'm an introvert. So it's not that right. I don't like people, it's just that <laughs> people take too much energy. Yes. So, <laughs> but we're fine, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening now to, to their comments and, and they still are afraid, you yeah. know, and, and but they so and they torn yeah. because they want to see family, but mm -hmm. be, but they still are just they're just afraid to to do that. Right. So I don't know what the future is going to hold. I know that I've been reading a lot of um, information, and I know that there's just been an increase of anxiety, and they're saying that even in the future it's going to be even more. And my concern is that it's how it's affecting children. Yeah. And we're seeing kids now coming in with anxiety, you know, and because they don't have those outlets to, mm -hmm. to, to release it, they are now feeling it and, 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 and parents don't know how to cope with it. Mm -hmm. And so, the, and they're predicting that in, even in the future with uh, first responders and, and our nurses and all of that, even counselors, yeah. that um, yeah. we'll see an increase in anxiety over the next two to three years, four years. Wow, that's crazy. Well, and, and when you talk about children, it's kind of like for the parents, they're coping with their own anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're, they're, their little people yeah. are, are also anxious. So like you're caring as, an, as adults, as parents, you're caring both. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you do that? It definitely is challenging. And I, and I think what you're referring to, Heather, is that this first we're talking about trying to get used to the new normal. Mm -hmm. And now, now we have to switch again. 
So mm. it's a constant change, which is yeah. what I see a lot with my clients as missionaries because they're getting ready to go overseas. They have to adjust to a new culture. So now we're asking the whole world to do that. It's like what you used to do, the rules that you have used, you have to throw them out. Right. And you have to reinvent it and say, well, will this work? Yeah. And just think of it at the time when you start a new job or if you go into a new school, there's that sense of anxiety because you don't know what to expect and you don't know how this is going to work out. And so we're, we're asking people to do that in the pandemic. You know, like wow. you used to be able to do this. Now, can you still do this? Right. Or how do you, how do you make those changes? And that's certainly a big, big uh, reason why people are more anxious. Yeah. And you know, and, and also, because you made such, such a good point, made a good point, but then we look at people who coming in who, who have all of these childhood experiences that were not healthy, you know, and now they're being thrust into this place of change again, you know? And so not knowing how to cope, don't have those coping skills or those coping strategies that they had before. Mm-hmm. And so now, where, where does it fall at? They wind up being even more anxious than before. Exactly. And, you know, that you were talking about like childhood trauma, right? which a lot of times could be hidden during peacetime, right. you know, because everything is okay. And yes, we had some challenges in our growing up years, but it doesn't seem to emerge. But when you're under a, a pressure cooker, things tend to explode. That's right. And so that's another thing we're seeing why there's such, you know, it's such a big effect uh, with that. Yeah, and we've seen an increase in, in domestic violence. I'm sorry, I just have to bring that up. Because yeah, no, that's good. Increase of domestic violence yeah. because of this, because of that, people now don't have those outlets. Yes. So unfortunately, you know, it, like you said, I mean, it, they start exploding. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Wow, so that's a good kind of a segue to get into what are some coping strategies. So how can people you know, how can people actually start to, to deal with their anxiety? Yeah, I think the first thing that I always say is, is, is learn to recognize it. You know, we talked about how anxiety has always been there. Now, we don't want to, we don't want to give power to anxiety. You know, we don't want to make it like this is, this is going to overtake our lives. But I think there is a place to recognize it and say that, yeah, that was anxious, or mm-hmm. this encounter was anxious, or this assignment was anxious, yeah. and to recognize it, because when we don't recognize it, we're just a ball of anxiousness, mm-hmm. and we don't really know why, you know, we might get hefty, or irritated, or angry at other people, and we don't even know why, right. so recognizing it is very, very important, you know, kind of call it what it is, right, And also recognizing when you say recognizing it, also recognize where it's where your body, what your body is feeling. See if we could get connected back to the body. Mm -hmm. I mean, because sometimes we don't. And so the tension that you may be feeling in your chest or in your shoulders or in your hands or even in your legs could be all signs that there's anxiety or that energy of anxiety is floating through your body. Yeah. So once you, if you could start saying, okay, my stomach feels a little tense, then you could start asking yourself certain questions, you know, like, what am I feeling? What do I need? 
you know, what, how can I go about, again, look at your, your, the emotional wheel. How do I go about addressing that? So mm -hmm. we're using our body as a warning sign mm -hmm. instead of ignoring it and saying, oh, I'm just tired. No, yeah. there's something else that's happening within, especially if we could look at a trigger. Yes, and, definitely. And so yeah. that leads to learning how to pause, you know, yeah. learning that, okay, I'm feeling this or a trigger comes in, you know, say I had an, um, uh, I was riding in the car and, and I almost had an accident and I didn't, but anyway, a trigger comes in and instead of having a quick response, what we need to do is learn how to lengthen that response. And so what I recommend is doing like a six second pause. Mm. And so six seconds, that's all just six seconds. And, and when we say six seconds, it could be anything, naming six colors, naming the alphabet, look around in your room and naming six things. That's enough time for yeah. the oxygen then to get to the brain and that you could choose to do something different instead of just responding to it. So now I'm empowered to make a different, to make a difference. So I, I the trigger comes in, do that colors. I always say colors do colors and then make a decision on how I'm going to respond. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Even the, even the taking a pause and breathing, like to kind of get that oxygen back to the brain. Right. Yeah, totally. That's so yes, definitely. I think, you know, practicing deep breathing and, and the beauty about that is that no one has to know that you're doing that. You know, you're taking, you're taking a deep breathing deep mm -hmm. breath and you could be in a meeting you could be standing in line in the grocery store and you feel like you're, you're going to blow your top but you're doing deep breathing yeah and that true. automatically calms your body and when your body is calm then you can think rationally because mm -hmm. well, if we're overtaken by emotion then we're not really thinking straight you know we're just like you know we're just kind of going feeding into the emotion rather than stepping back like Vanita said yes Yes, that makes and sense. That's what, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And that's why it's so important that, like Ming said, you take it a deep breath, you do that six second pause, because we want to, we want the anxiety to stay in that one, two, three level. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want it to advance to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. By the time it hits 10, yeah. you're in a full blown panic attack. Right. And there's really nothing that can be done except for time. Right. You know, maybe your loved one could hold you or, or mm -hmm. whatever and just calm you down. I usually tell people just say, start saying, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm yes. Safe. That's so, so that, good. So that the, the fear could come down a little bit. Right. But it's because we do live in this fallen world and there is going to be anxiety all around us. It's, let's see if we could keep it low. Yeah. If we keep it low becomes manageable. Mm hmm. Yes, and I think there's a lot of tools out there that can be very helpful. A lot of apps actually that are free, you know, uh, like and and apps that are, are that kind of brings you back to the Lord. You know, there's the Abai app that kind of met, helps you meditate through a verse. You know, Romans talk, twelve talks about renewing our mind, and that's what we want to do instead of giving in to anxiety, giving in to negative thinking. You know, we want you. We want God's truth to premiere mm -hmm. in our, our life, and it, you, you don't get there by not meditating it. Right. So, uh, you know, find a way, whichever way that will be helpful, 
It might just be a phrase. It might just be your favorite verse, but something that would kind of center you and calm you. Mm -hmm. um, I have an app that I set on my phone and it's called Take a Pause. Mm -hmm. And I set it for morning and night. And all it says is, give everything and everybody to the Lord. Yeah. That's all it says. It's really good. And that's enough to remind me to, to kind of say, okay, you know, whatever I'm anxious about, I'm supposed to give everything and everybody to the Lord. Yeah. It's even a good reminder of what am I carrying that, that I don't need to care? What weight do I not need to carry that God can take, right? Or I can give. Yeah. It's good. And then, and then we look at our self-care plan. What, what, how do you take care of yourself, right, Ming? It's, yeah. And it's the normal things. Of course, exercise, eating well, and sleeping well, you know, but setting boundaries is so important during this time. We cannot do everything. Yeah. You know, and I sometimes bosses, because we're working at home, they have a tendency to think that you can do more. And then that's going to cause stress and anxiety. But learning that, you know, you do, you can't say no. You know, mm -hmm. you have to say it with love. But <laughs> you, can, you can say no. And no, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. And that mm -hmm. will help, you know, help you then to feel empowered, help you to say, okay, this is not, this is going to create anxiety for me at this time and maybe it's negotiating you know yeah. I can't do it now but I can do it maybe later on right and that's 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 fine also yeah yeah that's really good that's really really good um I'm not sure if there's anything else you guys want to talk about with coping strategies to anxiety mm -hmm. I mean this is all such good stuff for our congregation can we just journaling yeah, a bit about that, and um, practicing gratitude mm -hmm. is, is key. Mm -hmm. And how about medication? Me? Yes. Uh, yes. Before we get to medication, I, I think I'd like to encourage our families to, you know, like the same thing, the same idea, the concept of taking a pause is that we can take that pause within our family. You know, but maybe at the end of the day that we're sitting together and we're talking about our highs and lows mm -hmm. and just, you know, maybe taking, if your ch children are very young, maybe you're taking out, uh, I have this um, emojis of faces and they get, you know, everybody gets the point and say, what do I feel like right now? You know, hmm. is it a sad face or frowny face, a frustrated face or a bored, you know, someone who looks bored. So uh, that kind of helped families, you know, young and old to kind of process their days and process their, um, if there's any anxiety or any feelings or the things that need to talk about. So I think that's, uh, that's a very practical and easy way of, of helping you just process your day. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I'm sorry, me. Go ahead. And one last thing on that is that the same amount of travel that you did for your work, mm -hmm. you know? So if it took you 15 minutes to get to the office, even a half an hour, is the same thing that you need to get, grant yourself in the morning and in the evening. And if you could do that, if you could build that in, because yeah. think about it, when you came home, when you finished your day at work, you left the building, got in your car, you turned on, you turned on the um the radio and you may listen to some music or you may have put a book on and that was enough time for you to like 
decompress. Mm -hmm. And so when you walked into that door, all of that anxiousness was was pretty gone. It's the same thing. After you finish at the end of the day, when you turn off your computer, go out, do something for the same amount of time, and then come back into the house. It's a really great point. Yeah. That is a really, really great point. And I think we had talked about this before when we were even prepping for this, but the idea of um, really mapping out that self-care plan for yourself. I think, Vanita, you had mentioned that you kind of do this with your clients where you have them write out like a plan, because really, let's, let's be honest, like time just can get away from us if we're not intentional with all of these things, especially you know, if we do have little ones at home and just time gets sucked away in the pandemic, right? So you have to really be intentional about doing that, those things for yourself. And right? that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, even if, go ahead, you, you want to say something to me? Go ahead. Well, you finish first. Even if it's um, looking at the beginning of the week mm-hmm. and just say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to take care of myself. That's really good. Yeah. And I wanted to emphasize how important that is because yeah. I think most of us have been on airplanes before where they explain that, you know, when the, ma- uh, the mask drops, that you're to put it on yourself and then you help the other person. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who have, who are parents and have children at home, that is so important that if you take care of yourself, mm-hmm. uh, your children will be taken care of. Um, because children are very, very astute. So if you're nervous and you're anxious, they will pick that up. Yeah. And so if you can take care of yourself and you don't have to be a super mom or super dad, you know, you can be honest and say, well, you know, mommy is, mommy is not feeling well right now. And it's Mm -hmm. okay to admit that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but this is what I'm going to do, you know, and I'm going to take a rest or, you know, we're going to, you know, I'm, we're going to pray or, uh, you know, I can't make dinner tonight. You know, we're going to go for pizza because I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. So I think children will pick that up and they will be okay with that yeah. because they're not seeing, if they're not feeling the anxiety that will help with their own anxiety. Totally. That's a really, really good point. Yes. And that's good modeling too. Yeah. Great modeling. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Cause how are we going to tell them, oh, you need to rest. It's, it's your quiet time or it's your nap time or whatever. And then we're not taking right. that time for ourselves too. So that's great. Um, Okay, so I want to let's talk about medication really quick, but we can also talk about in that conversation, um, when should someone seek professional help? When does the anxiety get to a point where, okay, I can't just do any of these coping strategies anymore? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, me. Well, I would tell people that they should seek professional help. But one good guide is that if they are unable to do their daily functions. Right. So if you if you normally can get up and go to work or, you know, put in uh, a day's work of whatever you do, and somehow you find that very challenging and very difficult, 
And that might be a good hint that you need some help. Yeah. And, and that's really, you know, that's, that's a great thing. You know, it's yeah. not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you know how to resource yourself. Yes. And, and when the panic attacks are coming frequently, you know, yeah. when you're telling, when you come in and you're telling me that, um, Benita, I can't get through the day without having a panic attack or I find myself going to the hospital mm. you know, um, and the doctor's telling me it's nothing but anxiety. You know, it's at that point, we need you to, to get some medication just to calm yourself, to, to calm those, that energy down a little bit mm -hmm. so that you can start feeling the release if, relief. And it's not that you're gonna be on it forever. It's just maybe just a short period of time just to calm it down so that then you're able to go back to those coping strategies and work on them and getting them where you're able to, to function more that it becomes a default. Right. Okay? Instead of, you know, right now it may not be a default, but if we get you calmed down with the medication, work on the strategies, have a default, have a plan in action, and so when it comes back, you, you go towards that. Right. Instead of the anxiety. Yes. Everything right. triggers. Yeah, that's really good. Ming, anything else on that? Uh, no, I mean, it, it's just, I think when we think about medication that I think we need to think about how our brain is just full of chemicals. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes we just need a little help in certain areas, very much like if you're high blood, if you have high blood pressure, you need to have blood pressure pills. If you're diabetic, right. you need to take insulin. You know, yes. and uh, so it's again, it's not a sign of weakness. It's something right. that we need to, uh, if we need to do, um, um, that in the long run is going to be helpful. Right. And one of the things that we wanted to clarify is that I know that a lot of people have are not familiar with you know what is a counselor what's a psychologist what's a psychiatrist so a counselor is someone who normally practice talk therapy and a psychologist is someone who also does that but in a doctorate level and for a psychiatrist um the person is actually a medical doctor that specializes mm -hmm. in mental health mm -hmm. so they're the one who knows all the medication you know how your brain should function and so our recommendation would be to always see a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. even though your primary doctor can uh, probably, can, not just probably, can prescribe anxiety medication or depression medication. Right. But we would, we would suggest that you go to a psychiatrist just to have that expertise diagnosis. And then maybe after that, follow up with primary doctor for medical management. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. And don't be afraid of taking vitamins and all alternative um, medicine. You know, um, I, I send people to an acupuncturist mm. to see if that would help, especially if they dead set against not taking any medication. Right. And so I, I really want them to get something, you know, yeah. um, even now I, I'll send them to a chiropractor. Hmm. you know, to, to help, to help with them, help with some of that tension. And, and because the tension is going to cause pain in the body also. Yes. 
yeah. and having that pain. And so uh, that's another thing, form of anxiety. Right. So there's other ways too. And I want to just stress that, you know, that the whole thing is about getting help. Yes. That's, that's all it's about, you know, um, and so that you can carry out your normal functions. Yes. And so that you can live in this world, you know, with um, with this anxiety and with this pandemic and everything else. Right. Yes. Totally. And I think going back to scripture in Second Corinthians one, that when we're comforted and we're being helped, we are able to help others. Others. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's the beauty of being in a community. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we talked about um, again while we were kind of prepping for this, we talked about finding safe people. We kept yes. using that term safe people. I think that's really important for being in a community like ours. It, you know, it could be just one person, right? That you feel comfortable with, that you trust, that you can go to and say like, help me discern this. Is this anxiety? Is this something else? Um, can you pray for me? Can you, can we, can I just vent? Can I just talk to you about this? You know, can I get your perspective on this? But that's so huge sometimes you know, Vanita, um, before you were saying like, sometimes that's all that somebody would need. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I think, I think those are really good reminders for even, even though we're in a pandemic and we're, we're kind of together, but we're separate. Like we still have the ability to call up somebody or text somebody and say, Hey, you know, can, can I have a moment, can I have a minute of your time or something mm -hmm. like that? So. And we know that it's a risk to net sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just encourage you, you know, to find just one person to mm -hmm. do, just to do that with, mm -hmm. you know, um, and you, you may find that, oh, that's all I need. I didn't, I think Ming had said it one time before that you don't need a counsel all the time. Right. I think right. that's what you said, right, Ming? You don't, you well, don't yeah. need a counsel. Yeah, I said that the majority of us don't need <laughs> professional Right, counselor. yes. We, we just, we need safe friends. That's yes. it. You know, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Well, I think this is a good place to end. And I just want to thank you guys again so much for all this conversation and, and everything. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks Yay. again. Yay.